Welcome back, everyone. Can you believe it's already our fourth Wednesday of 2020? Holy cow. Well, in case you got lost, this is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I'm your host, Carissa Andrews. <sighs> I don't know about you, but this year has already been a whirlwind. Are you in hyper overdrive too? If so, <laughs> you're definitely in the right place. We can commiserate. Or maybe just pull up our big author panties and get on with things. Either way, we're in this together, so consider it a good thing. Okay, so here's what's going on. Lately, I have been a headless chicken as I prepare for a number of book-related things in the author side of my career. I've just had my very first BookBub deal on my first ever book, Pendamus. And if you're interested in those results of the deal, I will be filling you in in a podcast next week, so stay tuned. But I'm also diving into what my PA and I are calling the Merciless Month of Freebies in honor of my new book, Love is a Merciless God, which launches February 11th. So we have freebies flying out the door like fireworks, all starting with this BookBub deal and through the end of February. So as you can imagine, there is a lot involved. In addition, I'm a little over halfway done with Secret Legacy, which is book one of the Windhaven Witches that's going to launch in September. And because it's a big deal in my world, I'm kind of freaking out. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but this is the title I'm trying to hit the New York Times with. And I also have three more titles in that series coming out in rapid release right after it. So I have my nose to the grindstone and I need to get those books done. Now, if this was the only thing on my plate, it might not be so bad, but I also have this beautiful podcast to do, webinars for my courses, updates and creation to the courses themselves. I'm still working on rapid release roadmap after all. So none of this even touches my nonprofit organization, the Lakes Area Writers Alliance that I am board president of, or the five kids and two crazy huskies I have at home, or the husband who I adore who is always wanting more of my time. So when I add on top all of this author publicity stuff many people would pay others to do, it's more like a full-time job. No joke. If you haven't heard me say it before, here it is again. Self-publishing is not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of hard work devotion, and a teeny little bit of luck. I'm not saying this to scare you off, though. I'm saying it because if I can do it, you can do it. However, it is important to take notice when we start to feel a tad bit on the crazy side. Luckily, I am starting to come off my crazy train a little bit as I get my big projects managed better using a cool new online app called Asana. In fact, I love it so much, I instantly became an ambassador for the program which basically means I can sing their praises and get an affiliate commission if you love it as much as I do and buy the subscription for yourself or company. It is seriously that good. And let me tell you, that was a lengthy process of courses and awesome insights to get there, but so worth it because I have a much better understanding on how to use it and share the program itself. I might even do a lesson on how it works for authors, so stay tuned. As you can tell, I highly recommend it. And if you have big projects coming up in your plate for 2020 with a lot of spinning plates in the air going all different directions, you're going to want to get this program at some point. Anywho, in order to avoid full on meltdown, I do have a number of tips for overcoming author overwhelm. Want to hear them? All right, let's get started. Number one is be mindful. Whenever I start to feel overwhelmed, it's the first sign I heed as means to be more mindful and to slow down. Generally, a feeling of overwhelm happens through anxiety. You're anxious for the future, maybe you're a little bit worried about the past. Either way, taking time to be present, notice your thoughts, your feelings, and your body's responses, like a fast pulse, fast breath, agitation, will help you to be more in tune with the moment. 
anxiety simply cannot exist where presence is. When you're in the moment right now, it's literally all there is. So if this kind of thought processing is new to you, I really encourage you to check out Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. I love that book and it has literally changed my life. All right, so number two, take a breather. This was never more true for me than it was the past few days. Nothing was working. Computers were being slow. My internet didn't work. My screen recorder was screwing up. My time has been cut short. I don't feel as though I'm being as productive as I'd like, and yet I forced myself to take time out. I've walked away from it all and instead tuned into my daily workout and meditation practices. I am loving Deepak Chopra's Ananda meditation app, and I can sit down, find a meditation I like, and set it to go for however long I have time for. I've done as little as five minutes and as much as 45. It is heavenly. I also like the 21-day meditation experience that Deepak does with Oprah, which is coincidentally coming up very soon. So maybe for you, it's going outside on a walk in the woods or taking a break for a cup of tea. Listen to music, read a book, (laughs) whatever it is, get away from whatever's freaking you out and disengage your brain's fight or flight response so that you can de-stress for goodness sake. All right, number three is workout. I just spoke about this a second ago that I've been turning to my workout practices, but I have talked about it a lot in the past to everyone. (laughs) Many roll their eyes, but you know what is so true? Get your burn on with a workout. Science is proving that not only are workouts good for improving your cardiovascular system, your muscle conditioning, etc., you're also de-stressing, reducing those cortisol levels in the body, not to mention you are also spurring on neurogenesis, which means new brain cell growth in the brain. I actually wrote an article for one of my clients on the topic, and I will post a link to it in the show notes. Number four is drink more water. Again, it may be a health component, but it plays a huge role in the way that your body handles stress, manages fat stores, and keeps your brain healthy. And we need that moneymaker in tip-top condition as authors, am I right? Now, did you know, statistically speaking, up to 75% of Americans don't get enough water? Yes, I wrote another article on this too, and it will also be in the show notes. But trust me, I know my stuff when it comes to a better mind and body. I've researched it all. No, it doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I do know what I'm talking about, and I know when I need to put it into practice for myself when it's been slipping. All right, number five, recap and reset. Sometimes I find that I just need to know how far I've actually come before I can appreciate where I've been. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to start by writing down all of the accomplishments you've made. Maybe it's 20 for the year so far, or maybe your top 20 from 2019. Write down as many as you can think of, even the small ones. I'm really stoked about this new daily planner I've been using called the Full Focus Planner, and it puts things into perspective for me when I start spiraling. Not only does it keep me focused more on my big goals because it has me write down my big three goals for the day, my big three goals for the week, and my big three goals for the year, but it makes me stop and celebrate my wins with the end of the week recap, which is really something I've been struggling doing in the past. I like to accomplish something, but I'm always then moving on to the next thing to check off my list. But by looking them over, I can refocus on my goals and manage the things that are most important. Everything else then can be set aside. Number six, focus on the joy. I have said this in other posts throughout my author career, but I cannot stress it enough. 
If something isn't bringing you happiness, why in the world are you doing it? Our lives are far too precious and far too ethereal to waste on stuff that doesn't matter. Find a way to prioritize what brings you joy and search for the joyousness in aspects of your day you can't avoid, like mm, washing dishes or bringing dogs out to go potty. You know what I mean? Attitude matters, and when you change your outlook or perspective, you'll be surprised at just how easy it is to find the joy and focus on that specific thing. Plus, it just makes your day go all the better. All right, so number seven, avoid alcohols and sodas. Okay, I know I'll probably get hate comments over this one, but I am serious, people, because I take notice by the way my brain is functioning. Consider it an occupational hazard. And if you've also read the Pandamus Chronicles, you'll understand why. I've noticed the detrimental impact that even a single glass of wine can have on my brain's capabilities the following day. And let me just tell you, it sucks. I want to be as clear-headed and focused as possible because I have too much to do and too much to say. Alcohol can impede your brain, increase those stress levels, making anxiety and overwhelm all the worse, not to mention pack on pounds when it metabolizes into fat. So sorry, guys, avoid the booze if you want to be level-headed and more zen and get more work done when it comes to your books. Especially if your books are complicated, some of my storylines can be, so yours might be as well. Same also goes for soda. The sugar crash, high fructose corn syrup, and other crapola will mess with your body in ways we are only beginning to comprehend. Ditch them and see for yourself how much better you think, feel, and even look. Number eight is what I like to call avoiding multi-passion paralysis. It is okay to have tons of interests. I do, obviously. The key here is that you don't want to get to the point where you stop doing anything and freeze. I love this quote I read just the other day, in fact, in my full focus planner, where perfectionism is the mother of procrastination. This was a quote by Michael Hyatt, who is the guy that actually created full focus planners. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? He is so right. And if repetition is the mother of skill, then this makes total sense. And I want you to think about that. So for those of you who have perfectionist imposter syndrome out there, and remember we talked about that in one of our previous episodes, I believe it was episode 10. And if it wasn't 10, I will definitely put it in the show notes so that you know which imposter episode is out there. Forward momentum is really your goal. But so many other authors and artists And people in general will get stuck when they see their workload, they see their to-do list, they realize how far they have yet to go, and rather than taking it one step at a time, they give up. What? You will never finish anything with that attitude. So everything takes time, and you, I want you to write this particular saying down just as a reminder for you. Transformation is not a future event, it is a present activity. That means You have to pull yourself into that present moment, work on the one thing you can do, follow it by the next, and keep going. And transformation happens over time. It doesn't happen in one big chunk, even if we'd like it to. So pull up your big girl or boy whatever panties and get it done. And if sorting out all of the to-dos that you do have in your list is a big deal, this is obviously where Asana comes in handy. All right, number nine narrow your window. There are literally thousands, probably more than that, hundreds of thousands of things you can be doing at any given time. Narrow your window down to the three most important things you can do in a day so that you don't get overwhelmed. 
You won't be able to do everything, so start with that joy tip. Next, figure out how much time you allot your window. Then keep that window open only for, for instance, your book-related activities. You'll be surprised at just how much an hour can do and make a difference in your day. Plus, it sure as heck beats the person sitting on the couch playing Candy Crush and ignoring their book altogether. And if that person sounds like you, don't fret. There's no judgment here. Just jump back to tip number one and you are back on track. I have a bonus tip for you guys. I know we've gone through all nine, but I have to do another one because we all love bonuses, right? So this one's for you. For Pete's sake, ask for help. If you are truly getting overwhelmed, it's time to reach out and get someone else on board. Even if it's your son or your daughter, something like that, there are plenty of people you can even hire by hopping onto Fiverr, asking your local writers group, or hopping into your favorite Facebook group for writers. I actually found my amazing PA, Jenny, in the town I live in, funnily enough. She wasn't even in the whole PA scene. I actually recruited her. But now that I have her in my clutches, you can bet your bottom dollar I will not be letting her go anytime soon. She has helped me to engage my Facebook groups more, post stuff to social when I couldn't get to it, and even ordered some awesome swag stuff. Plus, she is a brainstorming master. I love her to pieces, and trust me, once you get a taste of some help, you will feel so much better too. Whew, I don't know about you, but I feel better already. So there you go. Those are my thoughts and tips on all the ways I personally use to overcome overwhelm. I hope they've been helpful for you and stop by our Author Revolution Facebook group to let me know how you're doing. Is there anything we can help you out with? Next week, I'll be going over the results of my first ever BookBub deal, just like I mentioned earlier in the podcast episode, so I can let you know what my strategy was and whether or not it worked out. So stay tuned for that. Now, don't forget, you can go and find the show notes, links to the articles I talked about today, as well as all the other good fun stuff and reach me online by going to authorrevolution.org forward slash 13. Now, whatever you do, keep at your writing goals. Getting caught in overwhelm brings your process and progress to a screeching halt. We can't have that now, can we? You have too much to do. And actually, so do I. So I better get on with it. Until next time, go forth and be awesome.